But you don't know me. Shut up and sit down. Welcome back to You Don't Know Me, a podcast about people you don't know. I'm your host, Groot, and today we have two brand new guests with us. We have Wheels and Mercy. Hi, I'm Wheels. (laughs) And I'm Mercy. (laughs) And they are part of a sketch comedy team called Flying Giants. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're on a team together. 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 Okay. So tell... With some other people, too. With some other people. Right. So tell (laughs) us a little more about Flying Giants. What do you guys do? Who are you? Uh, So Flying Giants is is a sketch comedy group. Uh, that came together out of High Wire Comedy Company in Atlanta. Shout out. Um, yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, and we uh, perform probably about monthly with live shows. So we have a process where um, you know, we just write sketches, we act them out, and we get up and, and perform them, whether it be at High Wire itself or around town and other venues. Um, and then we also do video productions. Yeah, other than that. Our, our uh, logo is a dragon. Yeah, I made the logo. You did? <laughs> that tells, gives you any indication of my personality at all. <laughs> <laughs> I love That's it. That's what I think of, flying giants. Well, that dragons, actually took us you know. about two months to, to come to consensus on to get a logo. We had a, a Superman-looking thing. We had a rocket-looking thing. We had a we, okay. Everybody loved the dragon, so um, I commend you for... one that kind of looked like Pete's flying... What was it? Pete's dragon Pete the sort dragon. of yeah. deal. So is this yeah. going to change again, or are y'all really No, it's not going to change. <laughs> no, we have t-shirts, so it's so you official. can't go back on that <laughs> we now? We can't go back. Oh I think that was, our, Unless, that was our idea. Just print the t-shirts. That way it's official, and we cannot go back. Yeah. <laughs> it's forced I mean, branding. Yeah. I like it. It's pretty simple. It's like, mm-hmm. to the point. You get it. It doesn't take much thought. Yeah. So you guys are a sketch comedy team. How many people are part of your team? Oh, that's a good question. Ooh, I didn't like, think about that. Maybe um, like 15 people Yeah, there's so? quite a few. Okay. We have, yeah. we have uh, some people who are dedicated writers, um, and we have maybe six of those guys, maybe seven. Okay. And then we have some people who are dedicated actors, and we have about five of those, and then we have some who are writers and actors. Yeah. Um, Actually, almost all the writers are also actors, except for... Me and one other person on the team. <laughs> one other writer on the team. Right. Tim, we'll call him. <laughs> yeah. So how does the process go about creating a show? I mean, how long does it take you to get one show ready usually? Um, so typically we do just a submission process, meaning that we have writers write and then put uh, put whatever they think is worthy of the next show mm-hmm. into a submission bucket. Um, and that could be uh, either based on a theme or just based on whatever their favorite one to, that they really want to see happen is. Um, sometimes we do, uh, we have done a couple narrative shows in the past where we uh, don't do a submission base, but more along the lines of this needs to happen in the storyline, who's going to mm-hmm. write this piece. Um, so that's kind of the creation of the show. And then Putting it together usually is, um, I'll say, a little bit hectic. Um, so we, we usually um, will meet maybe two weeks or so before the show starts, sometimes even like 
two days before the show mm-hmm. and goes on and just said, okay, we need to rehearse. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> and it's great. Okay. And it's all live when you actually perform? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we do video productions, but most of the time we are doing uh, live shows on stage. So I'm going to say, I think what will be the obvious, but it's similar to SNL. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I tell people who I know know nothing about the world of improv or sketch or anything like that. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like SNL or Amy Schumer or Keen Pill. Like if you've seen any of those shows, that's sort of what we're doing. Um, right. But, you know, obviously ours is more like SNL because we are live and mm-hmm. we have the actors like scrambling around backstage mm-hmm. and learning mm-hmm. lines and all that stuff. So Mercy, you and I know each other through doing improv at Village yeah. Theater. Woo-hoo. Second and shout out. Second, <laughs> yes. We do this a lot. So just like keep throwing them out there. Yeah. Yeah. So we do, well, we don't do improv together. We are at the same theater. I know. I, I think we did jam together once. I think we did. It was a great, it day. was great. I am I'm assuming sure. it was great. We'll <laughs> go with that. Um, and yeah, one thing that I hear a lot from people that don't do comedy is that there's a lot of misconceptions about what kind of comedy people do. Like I've been told that I do stand up a lot, which I don't at all. People get stand up and improv confused. So, what are the differences between all genres of comedy? I, I guess. <laughs> well, so sketch is like pre-written, so you can think about your idea, come up with a premise for your sketch, and you can hash it out, rewrite it as many times as you want. Improv, on the other hand, is where it's just made up on the spot. Um, it should have never happened before, and it should never happen again if you're doing it correctly. <laughs> and stand-up, I mean, I'm not a stand-up person, but mm-hmm. I assume you're just writing your set of jokes, pre-thought-out jokes. Right. Mm-hmm. Unless you're really good, and you can just come up with jokes on the spot, which I've seen some stand-up people That's do. That's terrifying. <laughs> I could not do that. Stand-up is really calculated, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, people spend years, right, per, like perfecting their sets. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, we don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think uh, I, I always get that, too. I think ev- anybody who goes through improv or sketch, always when they talk to their family members or what have you, get that, oh, tell me a joke, or is, it, is that kind of like uh, – Louis C.K. or something like this, you know, they, they reference some stand-up that they know <laughs> right? Um, and say, oh, you're doing that kind of thing. And it's not really the same mm-hmm. as, you know, improv and sketch. Like, not at all. Yeah. I can't tell you mm-hmm. a joke. I yeah. feel like it's within like, the moment. At least for sketch, you can say, oh, well, it's kind of like SNL. And people mm-hmm. are like, they kind of know. Um, but with improv, really the only reference you have is whose line is right. it anyways, which is short form which is really confusing for people who don't know improv because there's a whole another world of long form improv, which most people don't know if they've only right. seen Who's Line. So what kind of comedy do you guys do outside of you know, sketch writing and sketch comedy? Um, so I am one of those uh, members in our group who, who writes and also acts. So I you have a lot. I have both <laughs> facets of that group, right? getting the material together and then also producing it and and performing it um and then i'm also uh, uh part of an improv team that performs pretty regularly um, i i tried stand-up one time a few years ago i wasn't that bad at it i wasn't that great at it it's hard but it was just it, it it's one of those things where it was it's so much work mm-hmm. and i did not have the discipline to stick with it 
Yeah. Um, and I wasn't that interested in it, so I just ditched it. So you're like, bye. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it? Did it eventually? Was it just doing the same set? Did it get kind of like monotonous? You know, just like okay, I yeah. get my jokes. A lot, yeah, <laughs> it's not funny to me anymore. Well, no, <laughs> you know? it, I mean, that, I think that's yeah. an interesting part of it because you want to test out minute differences, you know, and like sample different types of audiences mm-hmm. with the same material and try to figure out what's the best path to success there. But um, I just did not have the discipline to stick with it. Most of the guys that I that I like went to an open mic night were also going to one every night of the week, you know, maybe multiples and doing their sets. Really, I can't do this, guys. It's exhausting. It's too much uh, work. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do improv at the Village Theater. Oh. Um, almost every Sunday. So come check it out, people. <laughs> um, uh, can I say the name? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no. <laughs> Free promo. See you. Okay, cool. So I'm on Chalk Outline at the Village Theater, and we perform every Sunday, long form and short form. Okay. Um, I'm also on another improv team called TV Dinner, and we sort of do like a sitcom spin on a long form set, uh, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just started learning videography, shooting sketches for our digital goals for our digital sketches. So that's kind of fun too. Right. So you guys have been doing a lot and you have a lot of different facets of your comedy lives. What kind of got you started in all of this? I mean, I randomly got into it. I mean, I say randomly, it wasn't random. I decided to get into it, but yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I didn't really have much of a reason other than, Hey, that looks like a fun thing to do. So mm-hmm. I started, um, in Second City's writing program. That's how I got involved in comedy. And okay. then I had, that was, geez, I don't know, five years ago or so. And I have not stopped since then. Okay. Yeah. And Mercy. So I started improv one year when I got it for a Christmas present, <laughs> which I did ask for. So it was yeah. Christmas that I wanted. But, um, yeah, it was just something I always wanted to do ever since high school. I always, uh, I actually saw whose line is it anyway, and I was like, that would be so much I fun. Like that. I was like, I can do that. Mm. Like, I am quick witted. Like, I think I would be good at this. Um, so I finally got to try it, and it was really awesome. Um, at that point, I was kind of like in a very depressed point <laughs> in my life. So it actually helped me like make some new friends and just learn to kind of like go with the punches and just be affected and say yes and right <laughs> it's good for life skills yeah that's why i love improv too because i yeah. mean you learn so many life skills just through doing comedy i mean mm-hmm. one thing that you learn from improv is to just how to talk to people and how to think on your feet and small talk is really good yeah that i've learned from improv i can sit here and talk to you about like the sky for probably 20 minutes um it definitely like i have social anxiety and it definitely has helped me a lot with just being a little more like comfortable with talking about just random things and like going up to people and just talking to people I don't know like is not as scary um because I have some skills with improv yeah (laughs) that's exactly what talking to strangers is is just improvising in conversation so that's a good way to think about it now every time I'm gonna talk (laughs) to someone I'm like okay I'm practicing I'm improvising a conversation let's go what's my suggestion for this conversation might not always want to yes and a a weird stranger though no definitely not you don't want to get on the bus and start talking to someone and be like yes you are and etc yeah but you know even like once you get into improv we all know this because you know we've been doing it for a while but like the yes and thing 
it's not always literally yes and right you know it's just going along with the game or the story you cannot you can both disagree and still be on the same page yeah it's it, very interesting we've talked about it before on you don't know me we've had another improviser come in and talk about her experience with it and so it's just interesting hearing everyone's ways that they got into it and how it affects them i think one thing we talked about was the effect that improv has on mental health and how there's like a host of studies that talked about how impactful it is for people with anxiety and things like that and i have pretty severe anxiety and whenever i'm on stage i'm like this is so much fun. I'm not thinking about anything and that's the point of it. And then as soon as you get off, you're like, oh my God, I have bills. I have like school, I have work, I have oh, blah. Yeah. Or you're like, how did I do? How was my performance? And you're analyzing yeah. every single scene and every single mm-hmm. character choice you made. And yeah. Yeah. And like during the scene, you're like, I don't, what just happened? Like you blacked out. At least for me. Yeah. No, <laughs> a lot of a lot of comedians are very intro- introverted people, mm-hmm. right? Which is kind of shocking because they're up there on stage just, going all out and really exposing themselves but mm. um i i can't explain it but yeah i i'm myself an introverted p- person you know mm. the the thought of going to a party just to hang out with people is not really You're my like, idea of no, fun no, time no. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i just have to make myself do it because i'm like i want friends <laughs> this friends. is how you make friends <laughs> i want things to do i want to talk about mutual interests <laughs> what to do yeah and then, like, for me, sketch was also uh, one of those things that I just always wanted to try to do. And for a long time, I just had this really long note on my iPhone with just sketch ideas, like, for different sketches. And eventually, it just got so long. I was like, I, I need yeah. to take a class so I know what to do with all the all these ideas. Like, I actually, I don't want them to just sit in my phone. Right. You know? Like, I want to create something. So. Yeah. Started the classes at Highwire mm-hmm. and went from there. <laughs> so how long have you guys been together with Flying Giants? So it's been about eight months uh, that we existed as Flying Giants. Most of the group, um, well, I shouldn't say most, but some of the group had mm-hmm. existed prior to that under a different name, um, still a sketch comedy uh, group. Um, so when we when we started uh, performing regularly, we were under a name called Tumble Dry High, which didn't last. <laughs> very, yeah, didn't very, last very long. It was a play on Tumble Dry Low, you know, in, the instructions for drying clothes. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, so we did a couple shows under that name. We did, I think, three shows or so. They were all pretty much narrative based type of sketch shows, um, and then some of our members left and then we got new members in mm-hmm. um and then we decided to, that since we're kind of a, a new organization at this point let's just rebrand ourselves and give us a new name um so that everybody can kind of feel some ownership and a lot of us know each other from other ventures of, mm-hmm. of comedy um so it, it once you start working in the in the comedy scene it, it gets it's a small world for sure you see a lot of the same people doing a lot of different things yeah you like know everyone yeah yeah sometimes it gets kind of weird if you if you have never actually met somebody this happens to me all the time so i like <laughs> there's a person uh, for example that i i have never meet, met never met um but I've seen them perform so many times. I know their name. They pop up on my Facebook like people you may yeah. know. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I know who that is. And right. I know everything about them. But I've never talked to them before. 
Oh, that's kind of fun. Oh, I have so <laughs> many people like that. Or like I'm friends with them on Instagram, so I see all their pictures. And I'm like, I know your life, but mm. you don't know me, <laughs> technically. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Before, right when I started, I would have like one or two mutual friends with other people at the theater. And now I see like 60 mutual friends. I'm like, this is insane. This is like rivaling <laughs> like my high school friends and college. And Yeah, that's very true. So what kind of successes have you guys seen with flying giant so far i mean you've been together for eight months or so and done some shows <laughs> yeah i mean so we just started um we, we we've definitely had a, a bunch of successful live shows right i mean mm. that's kind of our core that's what we started with um and i would say that our our next big step is uh we've we've just started making videos um so we've made we've made one officially we we've um we're working on a second one mm-hmm. um but we're we're just kind of learning the ropes of video production which is a whole nother world entirely yeah and uh yeah that's a, that's a good next step for us yeah i think our goal we're trying to do at least one a month okay <laughs> just put it out to the which universe. has not happened <laughs> <laughs> no we we did not make one for april but hopefully we will make one for may um, I know personally, I've, I'm a photographer also. Okay. Um, and I've been doing just regular photography for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And so I've been learning how to do videography for the sketch group, okay, which is so. really fun. So I've shot the last two sketches we've done, uh-huh. uh, and they were my first and only things I've <laughs> ever shot. So <laughs> I'm definitely learning a new, a new skill with that. And it's real, it's really tricky it's yeah, different i can imagine you know? yeah it's really fun though so with your live shows how long are they usually um they typically range from like 25 minutes to 45 minutes okay something like this how many sketches are usually within that uh for the 25 mm-hmm. minutes usually five to six 45 maybe like wow 10 <laughs> or s- seven to ten yeah that's a lot yeah but most sketches are less than five minutes long and yeah. Plus, yeah. Um, if you throw some black blackouts in there, blackouts are only like a minute what's, at most. What's a blackout? I don't um, know. A blackout sketch is basically like a one joke, one joke sketch. You get in there, you get mm-hmm. one big laugh basically, and then it blacks out. Mm-hmm. Right? That's mm-hmm. what you'd say. I'm gonna argue with you though. No. A, minute's, a minute's too long for a blackout. Yeah, I, I was like thinking. I was, seconds. Okay, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say 30 right. seconds, but I was like, I don't know, a minute. <laughs> short. It's short. Very short. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's blackout. You get in there, tell a joke, and then you get out. Like, okay. It's the meme of sketch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, on the flip side, what kind of struggles have you guys had? I mean, getting everyone to work together. With that's a big team like one. that and scheduling and everything. What else besides that's kind of difficult to get your shows pulled together? Um, I think when we, since we have so many people, uh, this is, I guess it's almost the same as getting everybody together, but we have aspirations to go back to the narrative form of a show. Uh, mm-hmm. That is to say, to have like a through line and a cohesive show instead of instead of a submission style where everybody is putting independent sketches together even if they come up with a theme they're still independent little scenes Um, but we have aspirations to do a a through line or a narrative show and it's very difficult with so many people because everybody has their own idea of what they want to do so we're not good at managing ourselves i think is our big big, uh, problem (laughs) yeah it's hard (laughs) and then just like 
even just deciding on our final sketch order and lineup Mm -hmm. is kind of difficult sometimes because you don't want to pick all the same sketches from one writer or you know leave people out if they really haven't had a sketch in the last few shows or just stuff like that kind of think about yeah so when do you realize that this is a good sketch we're in the right direction or this narrative is something that we're really happy about and we're pursuing this is this all like a consensus between the entire staff and like okay perfect this is exactly what we want to do uh yeah usually we have uh weekly meetings where uh, the writers will get together and just read through sketches and give notes um and then it's really up to the writer to uh submit whatever they want to be considered for a show mm-hmm. um at which point the director will typically just pick those okay um, so uh typically our process is just make it better until it's time to go and then that's it yeah (laughs) and even after that um usually when people get sketches on their feet with actors things typically change i mean yeah they're always improving yeah how many sketches do you guys usually go through in a month that might not even (laughs) make it to the actual show we have a pretty large uh portfolio or backlog of sketches really? and we haven't even performed yet mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and s- some of those may never be performed and some of them may True. be performed multiple times who, who knows i mean mm-hmm. i haven't this is gonna sound bad i have not <laughs> written a new sketch in maybe three months but i still have things from, from my backlog kicking in are you supposed yeah. to say that on air yeah are people gonna get mad at there, you and there it is <laughs> i mean i've written like one sketch in the past few months because yeah. um i just have other sketches i want to kind of brush up and and make them perfect or rewrite them or you just get busy <laughs> it's yeah. hard it's hard to just like Sometimes just so sit much. down yeah. in front of, especially because like at work, I'm at a computer all day. You know, I'm mm-hmm. on, I'm designing stuff. So it's like when I come home, I don't always want to sit down in front of a computer yeah. <laughs> and look at a screen some more. So, yeah. So what what do you consider a good sketch? Like what components does a sketch need to work, I guess? I know the narrative is important as well, but. Uh, to me, the, the main thing is, can, do people understand what's going on? So independent of whether or not it's funny, the funny is usually the last thing that I look at. Really? Uh, yeah. It's, can, is it clear? You know, do people understand what's happening here? Is it simple um, and snappy? The pacing is really important in, mm-hmm. in sketch. You don't really want huge chunks of dialogue versus huge chunks of dialogue and kind of have, you know, just two talking heads. Um, yeah. And then, and then the the last layer that I usually put on mine is is it funny, right? It, or can it be because funny is so subjective, right? That it's it's hard say. to say is it funny? You or does it have some sort of a turn in there that people could interpret as funny, mm-hmm. right? Or the perspective is a perspective something that people maybe haven't seen before. Because mm-hmm. actually, like when I first joined Flying Giants. Um, I thought every sketch had to be hilarious <laughs> until we read your sketch, Wills, the, um, about the dog. Um, oh, yeah. And basically the premise is you're just hearing the subconscious of this dog whose owner is returning them to the pound. And so it ends really sad, actually. Like, I was 
tearing up at the end of that. And so awesome. that made me realize not every sketch has to be hilarious. Like it can yeah. invoke other emotions too. Yeah, we um, and escalation is also a, a really big uh, player in what makes a good sketch. So you, if you think of, of like a graph, you don't want. I know this is an audio only format, but I'm going to use my hand motion right here. It, it maybe starts like this and just it goes up, and it ends on a high note. Uh-huh. You don't want a flat sketch where everything is, you know, you're saying the same thing three times. Right, it's not on the same level the entire yeah. way through. Yeah, um, yeah, but you mentioned that that like more emotional type of sketch. That's something that I am typically, I consider my sort of wheelhouse there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty bad at any like uh, one-liners or topical stuff. Right. I, I'm just not into that kind of thing. Usually my sketches come from my life experiences or, or somebody that I have that I know in my life that I kind mm-hmm. of put them into a sketch. Um, so yeah, yeah so shows, not, shows can be varied. Right? Yeah, you're not just going to be like, okay, politics, this thing happened. We saw <laughs> Sean Spicer in the bushes. We're going to make an entire sketch about this. It's more <laughs> like, yeah, this thing happened today yeah. and it was impactful to yeah. me. Something like that. And, and the good yeah. thing is, is since we have so many different writers, we have a lot of different styles. And so our our sh- any show really needs to be varied. You, know, you don't want 100% zany, off-the-wall character sketches back-to-back. Is that'll just wear the audience down, right? Really. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like um, this. It, be, it gets to be almost like an action movie where um, I don't know about you, but when I watch action movies, I get desensitized. Like thirty yeah. minutes in, I'm like, oh great, stuff's blowing up. I don't care anymore. Six people just get stabbed again. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. You want that balance to be there, kind of like it's so similar to improv. And you think say. of an improv set, you know, if you have like a really emotional down scene. You probably want to come in next with a really high energy, yeah. positive scene just yeah. to balance it out and just so the show doesn't get like overly depressing or overly happy because that's weird too. Yeah. Um, and then the same with just length of the sketches too. If like we have a really long sketch, you probably want like maybe a plaque out or a shorter sketch mm-hmm. after that. Yeah. Yeah. Sh- shape of show is a thing that comes into play a lot, mm-hmm. um, both in improv and in sketch, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, if in improv, if you just did a, if you just did two two person scenes in a row, you probably want at least three or four or five people in the next one, and yeah. you know, kind of vary it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it's very similar to writing like a sketch show. Yeah, I've noticed that when you told me that, I'm like, oh, that, that's very similar to what improv is. I mm-hmm. mean, it has a structure, even though on stage you're like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. So I'm actually surprised because I feel like whenever I watch SNL or even when I was watching 30 Rock, which is definitely not reality by any means, but I always feel like they push it to be, this has to be funny. So how do you decide what's funny? I mean, you said you put usually funny things at the end of it to kind of interject into it. How do you even decide that? Well, I, 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 obviously the, the ultimate goal is to get people laughing. So what, you know, whatever... Whatever that means to you is is fine. My personal style is I don't like a lot of silly zany stuff, um, so my my stuff typically doesn't have a lot of silly zany stuff in it. Other people do, and that's and that's uh, totally fine, right? Um, people laugh at completely different things. I I can't explain it, but uh, <laughs> usually what what makes people laugh is like 
when you are expecting something and something different happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just have to write what you think's funny and then <laughs> bring it into the writer's room and see if the, if it's confirmed because sometimes I will write a sketch and I'll just think it's the funniest thing ever. And then like my boyfriend will read it or I'll bring it into the sketch writing group and it's not it, it's not as funny to them as it is yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh you know being being relatable is really really key. Yeah. Even if even if something itself is not funny, people will laugh at a shared experience that somebody else has that mm-hmm. they've also had, right? I mean, how many times do you see that in a in a in a stand-up show where he's just saying his day yeah and you had a day exactly like that it's not funny it's just hey i had that experience too it's just observational yeah Yeah, now i'm laughing yeah Yeah. that's funny because i always feel every single time i take a class in an improv class all my teachers are just saying just have a normal scene just like do something normal don't go out of it and being like we're in space and we're fighting (laughs) monsters be like okay, I'm at the supermarket. And then just by course of action, it becomes funny because you'll pick up on something that's slightly off. And then that becomes funny when it's relatable. I'm at the supermarket. And they're like, you get uh, commented on at the cashier when you're when you're checking out at the supermarket. That's something that happens to everybody, right? And then how do you take that idea and say, how can I escalate this to where maybe, you know, the, the cashier is really getting personally involved into the pay in the in the in the shopper and I, I don't know something could happen mm-hmm. but people can relate to that kind of thing this seems oddly familiar yeah. to yeah. my experience today when i <laughs> decided to get donuts and buy our guest mimosas and the cashier judged me for buying donuts she's like bread with sugar on it I'm like, yes <laughs> i'm sorry this is america <laughs> i can do what i want she's i'm like, an adult she's like really Go get some kale, please, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, different different styles of, oh, no. of humor comes into play a lot. Um, what I find, too, is that uh, different directors can make the same scene completely different, mm-hmm. which is also very interesting to see, um, both as a writer as and as an actor, to see what how this director is going to interpret something and make it funny you know make it funny in their point of view it, right it's, yeah it's it's kind of interesting there yeah that's something you have to learn as a writer is that you do eventually if you're not the director you have to give it up and let the director take it and they're gonna mm. add stuff in it that you didn't write and it's right. gonna be great like because there's just mm. as a writer you can't write every single physicality or every single thing that an actor is gonna do some some humor is just found and you're practicing it and you're doing it. And I think some of the best jokes actually come out that way. When we were shooting our last sketch, Band News, um, one of our team members directed it, and we had a lot of jokes come out of just the physicality of the actors that I didn't write in the mm-hmm. sketch at all. They weren't in the script. Mm-hmm. They just came about. Yeah. So how does that process work? So you come up with all these sketches and you've decided on it, and then you do a table read and then actually you know, do it live. Yep. Yeah. Basically. So we'll, we will, um, actually to get, re- to get ready for our five twenty five show at the Avondale town cinema. Uh, we, are, we are getting, that was great. Yeah. Is that a good plug? Yeah. We'll, um, we'll put a link to May it. On, 25th. Yeah. Right. We'll put a link to it. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. I said five twenty five instead of May 25th. I'm sorry. I'm using, that was like, strange. Um, yeah, I was just strange. repeating it. Yeah. <laughs> 
go ahead. Okay, so yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get together and the first thing we'll do is a table read just to see how people respond to it. If the actors want to kind of like take a character choice that they think is is good for a certain scene, um, and then after that we'll just start getting up and uh, trying to block it out. Blocking is basically where you, where things are and where you are and how you move through the scene. Okay. So if you just think of like an overhead view of a map of a of a stage. Uh, blocking is this is my first position over here, and then I move downstage and 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 to the stage left on when I say this line, and the it's, chair is there. It's that <laughs> detailed. Not usually, but oh. it could be. <laughs> wow. Kind of like in high school when you're like practicing for a play or a musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like that, except in a much shorter time span. Yeah. Usually, yeah. we plan a show. And well, we can know about the show for a while, but usually rehearsals don't start until maybe like a week or two before the show. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the actors could, are they could already be cast, or we could be waiting till last minute. Um, but they could just be learning their lines. Uh, yeah, within for, the two weeks before the show. Yeah, for us, lines are the last thing that anybody learns. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's not, yeah, it's kind of fun, you know. So sometimes you're. You're kind of nervous about. Do I know my lines? Ah, it doesn't matter. Let's do this show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just roll. Don't come it. to me. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, the blocking is some. You know, we we don't really get too technical with it in terms of like make a drawing, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we. Well, yeah, that's an important thing because the physicality of a scene is very important, um, and something that uh, can make something funny. Right? You yeah. can have a scene that doesn't have uh, really much. Here's a good example. So, um, the one of the last shows that we did, I played a character that um, was a stay-at-home dad who had a, a machine called a Mister Milker. Um, what? I guess it's it's a real thing. So, did you're you watch ge- Meet the Falkers? I did. Okay. He's just gesturing right now. And <laughs> it's like a yeah. So we made one. Just we like glued some. So it's like a man do? bra. That allows men to like breastfeed, basically, or at least. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretend. not actually breastfeed, but they <laughs> yeah. feed out of tanks, I guess. I don't know yeah. how it works. Uh, uh, but anyway, we fabricated a fake one. The experience. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the scene itself, uh, I thought, was really solid, and it was a great like. Um, it was just a great social commentary. Um, it was basically about new trends in parenting, um, and the there was one point where I pumped some this is all miming so obviously I didn't have milk coming out of my tank Mr. Milk of breasts but I just mimed me <laughs> pumping as I was just saying a, a line you know straight face just talking to my to my mom who was the other character there um not my real mom I was gonna ask <laughs> was there happy mother's day yeah, yeah happy mother's day yeah. here's some breast milk um, <laughs> And, and I was From just ta- I was just talking, uh, you know, to the scene partner and having the conversation as the the sketch goes, pumped it into this cup and then just took a swig out of it and the, and the audience just went nuts like laughing. But so that's something physical that the the writing was good, it was solid, but there was not really a joke in that mm-hmm. at that point. It was just the physicality of it was it's enough to make people yeah double over with laughter mm-hmm. yeah so. It can come from a lot of different places. Yeah, it's always hard sometimes as a writer <laughs> to give it up because it's like your baby and you spent so much time writing it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, 
here. This is trash. <laughs> Take like, it. No. I hope you're making it better. Please make it better. <laughs> That'd be so nerve wracking. I'm like, I put so much time into this and you don't like it or you're going to completely change it. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad, but for me, it is a little bit of a surprise sometimes because I'm not an actor. So I usually don't go to the actors rehearsals. And so I don't really necessarily see what the director is doing with the sketch. So it's a little bit of a surprise when I go to the show. Do you like and that? Do you like not being able to see at your At first it was hard, but like now it's like, okay, that's just a part of the process because mm. I'm not a director yet. And so yeah. until I start doing that, then I can decide And things come but, up. I mean, so that example that I just said, that wasn't added into that scene until about 20 minutes before we went on stage really because we were just rehearsing it backstage and then one of the other actors was like you should you should pump some breast milk into a cup and then drink it (laughs) (laughs) all right i'll do that that's a good idea (laughs) turned out to be like one of the the biggest laughs in the show so it's kind of neat it's one of it's probably one of those nervous laughs where they're like this is funny but so gross if this is real (laughs) if it was real it would be so gross it was all mimed, so there was no liquids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's disgusting. So can you think of like any of your favorite sketches that you've written or been in that you're particularly proud of and want the world to know that may have not seen it? Um, probably one of my favorite that I've written uh, is the one that you mentioned before about uh, – it's very, it's very sad, though, and I actually did rewrite it's it so when you get it up oh, again. Okay, but cool. uh, it's, about, it's about a uh, – it's about a guy who uh, has to leave his dog behind because he's moving into an apartment that doesn't take dogs. Oh no! So <laughs> it's very sad. But and that's your favorite. <laughs> it made yeah, everyone yeah. very sad, and I love seeing people be sad yeah. about it. Yeah, you know, yeah, we just we have. I feel like it's a good spot in the middle of a show. People are laughing. All right, let's get rid of that. Let's make people sad. I mean, and it's not it's not a totally laughless sketch. Like there are some still some really funny parts in it. It's just yeah, the no, overall yeah. theme is just a really sad thing. It can be very <laughs> sad and Yeah. I mean, no one wants to return their dog or take their dog to the pound or no. the animal shelter. So Cuz basically you have a, an actor being a dog, so they're like rubbing <laughs> their body all over things and yeah, so the physicality there is really fun and uh yeah, it's a good one. The, the one of my favorites that I've acted in recently was we had a we had one about a it was called Tech Curse. Yeah, I don't, I knew what, was it, what was this about? Was yeah, te- count technophobia. Yeah, it was it was just it was about um, some millennials' issue with technology and how she couldn't make it work. And I played a, a character called Count Technophobia, and it was just a very over the top like guy in cape that kind of acted evil. Um, it was just super fun to play, and so I like that kind of thing. Yeah, that character is, like, perfect for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like she wrote it with you in mind or something. Wow. Uh, I just wrote one pretty recently, um, kind of inspire, inspired by Sarah Blakely's dad, who is, uh, she owns Spanx, or she's, a, what? like, she started Spanx. Like um, the... The brand okay, Spanx yes. from Georgia, yeah. Okay. Uh, and so one of my friends was telling me about an interview they heard with her dad, or maybe it was with her, but she was talking about her dad and how every day at dinner he would ask them, ask all the kids, like, how did they fail this week? What? And so I wrote, I wrote a sketch about a dad who um, 
kind of gets disappointed when his kids don't fail because like you have to fail to <laughs> succeed but he just doesn't really get like the second part of the yeah. of the of the mantra um and it's like it's pretty fun fun sketch we just performed that the other yeah, day mm-hmm. it went really well too mm-hmm. had some laughs i tried to eat a <laughs> snickers bar with a wrapper on it yeah that was part of it that was the part i was like is it, are you just like telling a normal story i thought story you were trying i thought you were trying to get it open and you just couldn't yeah, and then, I, then, <laughs> and then you gave like up rip it apart <laughs> yeah i don't know you just gave up yeah well in the in this in the writing it said that you that the character tries to eat but misses his mouth a couple times <laughs> but then i didn't want to like unwrap the snickers bar and have chocolate all over my mouth mm. for the rest of the show right <laughs> so yeah i figured it out yeah those kind of scenes are always what makes me laugh the most, at least with an improv and even seeing it in sketch when you have like a normal situation happening that you can relate to and then you flip it slightly. So I think like the one that I always think of is when you have like little kids talking about taxes or like mm-hmm. having a long day at school and being like, oh, I need to take the edge off and like pour a glass of milk or something like <laughs> something like that always gets me because I'm like, what? That's what I do. But they're kids. <laughs> yeah. Like making it that relatable and also put the little twinge of what yeah, it just right. makes me laugh every single time mm-hmm. i think that's what we get told to do too is just be like take something that's normal and then flip it a little bit and then mm-hmm. gold yeah for sure gold was that is that a clash of context or is that what it's, there's a term for it? yeah there's yeah. like terms for all these different kinds of sketches i'm still a student <laughs> i'm still a student well this is sketch terms too oh. like i think most i don't think yeah, you know right. and improv as yeah. much taking, yeah. taking uh, the basically the rules of one world and Im- imposing it on a different world mm-hmm. it happens a lot with um office uh shows where people yeah. are almost like a family but you know how they would act as brother and sister but they're actually just co-workers mm-hmm. you know yeah do you have any sketches that you were just like oh god that went terrible and you learn from it and you're like okay next time let's do this in a different way and hope for something better or are you guys just totally on top of it and you're like everything we do is perfect uh more so in class i would remember bringing in sketches because during the high wire school or at least the classes I took, we would basically be writing a new sketch every week. Mm-hmm. Like it would be a new sketch written every week. Um, and so sometimes I would bring a sketch into class and we would read it and then the teacher would just be like, "What? what I don't you- get this. You need to make 5,000 changes. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that, okay. <laughs> that didn't work. Scene. <laughs> yeah. And you know, not every sketch you write is gonna be great. It's like maybe one out of every 10 or 15 sketches will be like really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we eliminate those before they actually get to a, a performance yeah. level. Um, but definitely, I've had mm-hmm. plenty of sketches that just don't work and either either <laughs> need to be scrapped totally or um, reworked significantly. Yeah. Um, usually with me, um, so there's there's a lot of people who like kind of come about it a l- little differently in terms of writing. Um, some people will write a lot of sketches and just kind of like see which one gets through mm-hmm. like a screening almost um i'll i'll stick with a concept and i'll ju- i'll just be really willing to rework it totally yeah. as long as i maintain this one central concept i want this so bad yeah because i mean it's usually inspired like by something very specific in my life mm-hmm. so uh wh- whatever happens in the sketch is irrelevant like 
not irrelevant, but I, I can change it. Uh, that, but the central point that I'm trying to get across is is something that I like to stick with. So I'll I'll more more be willing to rework sketches than to just scrap it and write a new mm-hmm. one. Although sometimes you just got to scrap them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm the same way. Like usually I have a, a point or um, a theme that I'm just, I really want to write a sketch about this theme mm-hmm. or this particular story or whatever. And yeah, I've some sketches I've rewritten mm-hmm. so many times because I don't want to, yeah. you mm-hmm. never want to throw anything away. It's yeah, hard. It's to your hard work. Even if it's just sits there, you know, it's like maybe one day I can come back and rework sitting this. sitting in my Google Drive of yeah. 16,000 sketches exactly. that you have. I've got a really good example of, of, of one like that. So uh, I, I was for the longest time trying to write this scene about, actually it was my stepsister's funeral. But it was a it was guys it was oh, a really dark. it was a really funny funeral. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I'll take so, your word. So I kept trying to write the scene for maybe like a year and a half or so, maybe two years. I kept trying to write the scene. It wasn't working. It was never any good. And then um, I was in I was actually in a class at Highwire, and one of the guys said, "Well, maybe you should just." St- try singing it instead <laughs> like what <laughs> okay. okay so then we we added a song to it and then it just it catapulted it into a, like a performance level type of scene we ended up performing it in one of the the live wire shows which is high wires um flagship sketch show that they do every month um and it was it was really great but that's a good example of an idea that I had that I didn't want to drop, although I dropped it for a long time, right? I just put it on the back burner. So, okay, I, right. mm-hmm. I've tried to make this work. It's not going anywhere right now. Maybe I'll revisit it in a year, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. And then I did, and then it, somebody else put their little flavor on it, and it worked. And you're like, the yeah. sketch is great now. I'm so yeah. happy. Yeah, so it just takes another set of eyes sometimes. That, yeah, that's why it's so good to have our meetings with our team because we get that feedback where if you don't get outside feedback <laughs> it's really hard you just think everything you do is so great until yeah. you get that feedback and you're like okay let's rewrite this yeah so with flying giants what do you guys hope for with your group what do you want to see come from it? i mean you were you said that you just made your first video and it's on funny or die mm-hmm. where do you hope to go from here in youtube facebook <laughs> and we will put it every <laughs> single link oh yeah on our website yes, so please. it'll be there yeah, go watch it on all the different websites. Every please. single one. <laughs> Even if you've already seen it on one, keep yeah. watching the others. Feedership's yes. important. Definitely. Um, I think well, one of our main goals right now is to really get to producing a sketch every month. And like I said, we missed April. And like so, getting better at it too. Yeah, and obviously getting better. We have a lot of room to get to improve, luckily, because we just started though. So Yeah. Um, yeah, so at least get out one sketch a month, and then. Yeah, with the with the live yeah. show stuff, um, like I said previously, we want to uh, we want to put together a cohesive narrative show of some sort, um, so that we can market it a little bit better mm-hmm. than just than just a sketch show. Yeah, I shouldn't like, say just a sketch yeah, show, no. but you know what I mean. <laughs> at least have like some theme yeah. Yeah. that's a little relevant. Yeah, I think we would like to come up with a sketch show that we can maybe like have a run with and have right. like four or five performances of the same show. That would be really cool. Um, have it like a feature length type of thing. Mm-hmm. And also another thing that we are looking at is doing festivals. Okay. Um, so uh, There's one yeah. in Austin, Texas in that Austin. we've submitted for, yeah, who I knows believe. If we'll get into that Over... One. Was it Labor Day? Labor Day. Yes. yes. In September. Okay. Um, 
more more festivals would be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just really getting our name out there more, mm-hmm. doing podcasts, you know. Yeah. Wow, well, that would be a great thing for you guys to do. I don't know. There's one past podcast called "You Don't Know Me." Oh my god, that sounds really <sighs> interesting. How and where would I find this at? This is so great. Google. <laughs> just I just searched in the podcast. It came right up. <laughs> it was the first thing. Okay, and you guys have a show coming up, really important one you've mentioned, but I want you guys to get your your promo yes. out there because it's very important, and I'm really excited to come see it. Yes, so we have um, we have a show we're doing for it's a benefit show, and it's going to help care.org, and it's going to be May 25th at 8 p.m. I believe, right? Yes, <laughs> as far as at I Avondale know. Town Cinema, uh, which is a pretty cool little theater. Um, Hmm. Well, it's not too little, but it's a cool theater. Yeah, it's not that little. It's usually um, it's usually used for music acts. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what that means, but that's <laughs> what I just said. Yeah. yeah. But the, so this show is a benefit show. We're gonna there's gonna be some stand up um, there. There's gonna be some improv, I believe, sketch. Mm-hmm. All goes to healthcare.org. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So if you want to see the full breadth of what comedy has, this is a great thing to do. And it's yes. giving back to a very worthy cause. Yeah. Which it's our first show, our first show where we're actually helping anything. <laughs> we're <laughs> we're actually the world. Do it. Yeah, it's our first benefit show. So it's kind of cool. Like yeah. one of the one of our writers just knew someone that was producing it and so we got a cool sketch slot for this and it should be pretty like packed out show hopefully. <laughs> so at the end of it should we just say you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're welcome everyone. <laughs> Awesome. Well, we will make sure to put that on every single piece of social media we have and really promote it because I think that's a really incredible cause. And I really love seeing comedy writers and actors and improvisers really work towards, you know, giving back in a way that's not just humor, but actually saying, you know, we're going to connect with something and really push for this cause. And that's incredible. So good mm-hmm. work, guys. Yeah, yeah for thanks. sure. All right. Well, with that, we're going to wrap up. So. I'm your host, Groot. I'm Mercy. I'm Wheels. We're Flying Giants. And and you you don't don't know me. me.